Hello, and welcome to episode number 86 of A VO's Journey. My name is Anthony, and this podcast is all about helping the new and upcoming voiceover artists make it in this crazy voiceover world while watching me mess up. So it is amazing to be back tonight. I have a really great topic to talk about, and I think it really dives into what is happening or what I am seeing uh, with all the coaching and all the mentoring and the help that uh, I've been uh, uh, working with other voiceover artists recently is we're going to be talking about tonight. Are you ready for a demo? Okay, this is a big topic, and I, I do think it's important to talk about. All right, let's do it. This is VO's Journey. With your host, the incomparable Anthony Pika. All right, so it's nice to be back. I first want to say to all the uh, new people that have been joining the um, uh, VO's journey, thank you so much. It's really incredible. I was trying to figure out because over the last day and a half or so, we've had like uh, 20... 20 people or so uh, joined the group and I was trying to figure out what, you know, where is everybody coming from? And it looks like uh, after doing some digging, looks like Facebook was uh, recommending the group, at least for a little bit. (laughs) So uh, that was really cool to see some new people coming in, Uh, you know, and we usually get a new person a day or so like, but you know, we were getting, you know, like uh, 15 people, you know what I mean? Like, so we got like between 15 and 20 people over the last day. So that was really cool to see the growth. We're almost at 300. So if you know a voiceover artist that could benefit from our group, please go ahead and invite them. We'd love to have them. All right. So talking about your demos, talking about um, all of the 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 questions uh, that revolve around, are you ready to get a demo done? Uh, and I think this is really important because as you all know, demos cost a lot of money. I mean, I do demo productions myself. And I absolutely love doing demos. I mean, I love coaching people through the demo process, helping them with their script. I love the production aspect. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that I'm realizing more and more how um, how important your demo is. And that a lot of people who are struggling with business uh, or getting business, uh, a lot of it can actually be, you know, tracked back to your demo. And do you have a demo that really is is good? And I, I don't mean necessarily the production because now that is that is part of it. The production of your demo needs to be good, right? Because it's like uh, staging a house. It needs to be staged well in order for it to look good. But at the same time, your acting, your ability to, uh, you know, put different types of reads that really highlight the the talent that you have and your abilities is so important that I'm noticing a lot of people, especially new people who are just coming in, or, you know, it doesn't have to be new. You could be in the business for a year or so or two, 
uh, that you your reads are not quite where they need to be yet. And instead of being so vague with that, uh, let's let me give some some thoughts about different things uh, that come to mind. So when I first started out doing uh, voiceover work, I was boy, I was like a hot mess. <laughs> I did, you know, I had been acting for most of my life, you know, and I went to college and I got a degree and and uh, acting and things like that. But when I started voiceover. And it's, you know, and I stepped in for, I, I stepped in front of a microphone and I, I had to read. I was like, you know, I was like camera shy, you know, with the microphone. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to be myself or how to, to uh, effectively put forth the right speed, pitch, tone, inflection for the given genre that I was asked to uh, I was asked to work for. So what came out was a variety of different things that, well, quite frankly, was not that pretty. <laughs> so, you know, it was just, it was, it was awful to say the least. And, uh, but I look back on that and I think, you know, when I first started, I'm so glad that I didn't rush out and pay uh, thousands and thousands of dollars for a demo because I think now that I do demo services myself, what I realize is, is that, you know, taking your demo, I mean, once you understand it, taking a demo and adding music and effects and all that stuff that actually like for me and, and I would say most producers after a while, that's the easy part. The challenging part, especially on the coaching side is if someone's not ready and that means, like I said, their 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 pitch or their tone or the way they're speaking is is so unnatural that it sounds very and um, not robotic. Robotics not the word, but it it just sounds that they're trying too hard to make something happen, and they're not quite sure how that specific genre should be read. Uh, perfect example, like you know, when you go to read a promo for a movie trailer, you're not going to read it the same as you would an IVR read, right? Because IVR readings are very unique in themselves. And so is promo work. Uh, and and so is commercial, different types of commercials. You know, there's the, the high intensity, high emotion commercials. There's the very uh, low key ones. There's the, you know, epic style. There's the funny style. There's so many different styles. But at the same time, Reading them in a manner in which has a good flow, is is comforting to listen to, is not uh, pulling the person out of the illusion that we are trying to create. So as you're as you're you're moving along in your journey, I want to give you some advice about things that, in my humble opinion, I think you can do in order to get you in a position to get a demo that you you know you're going to be ready to purchase one and move forward because like like I said I I really firmly believe that if you're having trouble with business you need to first look at your demo you need to first look at what you are putting out there uh, I'm talking to a lot of people who get they get traffic or they're doing things and they don't understand why they're not getting business or maybe you're on Fiverr 
and you're not getting any business and you think everything else is broken, it couldn't be you, but maybe it's your demo. Okay. I, I'll be honest with you. I doubled or tripled my work that I've gotten on Fiverr once I changed my demo. Okay. And I got a better demo. Uh, now, you know, I, like I said, I, I did it, I do them all myself, but once I did that and I launched my, my demo services and I, of course, redid my own, uh, I've gotten way more business. And I really firmly believe that if you're struggling with business, uh, and on Fiverr or Upwork or emailing or, uh, pay to play sites, especially on pay to play sites, yes, you audition, but they're going to go and they're going to listen to your demo. And if your demo is not up to par, they're not going to hire you. So, you know, you, you really need a great demo. So to get ready for a good demo or to get ready to go out and get one, um, I think that there's some things you can do in order to get yourself in a good position. One of the things uh, I used to teach as an acting coach and was that was taught to me too and is so important for actors to do is to go and watch theater okay because for an actor to go watch theater to go watch what people are doing to go see what is out there it's so important not to copy it per se but to understand the flow or how things are looked upon and you can make judgments about what you like and what you don't like as an actor. So as a voiceover artist, what I'm going to say to you is, is that you need to do the same thing, but in our field, we need to listen. We need to start to listen specifically. We need to go, we need to sit down. We need to, you can go on YouTube. You can type in all sorts of different things to pull up commercials and different types of reads and all this stuff on YouTube. And you need to listen. You need to listen for hours and hours. Then as you're listening, you need to go back and you need to record yourself. And you need to practice trying to emulate that rhythm, the tone, okay, the the inflection. You're not trying to sound like that. You're not doing an impersonation, okay? But uh, I need to, to press upon you the importance of really getting yourself in a place where you can do a commercial read or of any style in a specific way, okay? It's still going to be your voice and it's going to be your style, but it's still going to be in the right speed, the right tone. It's going to match the genre that you are trying to break into. I'm seeing so many people who are trying so hard Okay, and and they don't understand because they're trying. They think there's some mystical force that's holding them back. And of course, you know, coaches out there uh, come around or or whatever. Not even coaches, just people in general. They have advice and everything. It could be this, it could be that, and it, it could be over here. You could not be doing this. You might not be doing that. You're doing too much of this. There's all that noise. But the reality is, there's really only a couple of things that hold you back in this business to at least start getting work, okay? The first thing that, the biggest thing, okay, is going to be your demo. But here's the crazy thing, okay? Because your demo, if it's well, if it's done well and you've acted well, you'll get business. You will get business, okay? You would be shocked 
about actually how many horrible demos and how many people out there really need to spend a lot of time working on uh, getting a better performance. And if that's you, that's okay because it was me. And I'm still, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm talking to you like I'm some genius. I'm not some genius. I'm not some genius at all. I suck all the time. I still get people still ask me for revisions. People still say, that doesn't sound like your demo. People, <laughs> people still bother me with all that stuff. And I guarantee you they bother everyone else. Okay, that is the way it is. And we all continue to improve. But what I'm noticing is more and more so is that when I'm I'm trying to work with people or I'm I'm listening to demos, it's not sounding as professional as it should be. Does that make sense? And because it's not sounding professional, when you go to market yourself, people are listening to it and they're you know, they're just not they're not feeling it <laughs> for lack of a better word. So, I mean, there are so many of us vying for business, okay? So it's so important that you put as much effort into this as possible. And you might find there are some things that you're having problems with. Like you might find that your space is not treated as well as you would like. Or you might find that your equipment, it, there's a hum or a buzz or you know, you, you keep getting this weird sound or your, your processing isn't working right. Or, you know, there's always something that is, is in the way and you, you feel it and you, whatever you're trying to do, you just can't seem to make it work. And what I'm here to tell you is, is that those are things that you've got to get figured out. You got to work through it. You got to do your very best to learn as much as possible, make the changes. And it takes time. I mean, of course, I'm standing here right now in my whisper room doing this podcast, but I didn't start out in this whisper room. You know, I didn't start out with my, you know, 416, my Sennheiser 416. I didn't start out with my Apollo twin. I didn't start out with my, you know, JBL, my, my monitors. I didn't start out with any of that equipment. You know, I started out with a USB microphone from, from Best Buy. For 40 bucks. That was it. That's how I started with uh, some packing blankets and PVC pipe I bought from Lowe's. And I bought a little, one of those little, you know, saws in the yellow boxes, you know, that have the little angle cuts on them. And I bought, and I, I measured it out to it would fit around my desk. And I got some of the uh, corner, um, the corner connectors. And I, I put together a booth and, and I bought some of those clamps, you know, those plastic clamps from Lowe's to hold up the blankets. And that's how I started. Okay. I mean, I, I had a computer, so I, I, I use a computer, but that's how I started. I, a USB mic plugged into my computer. I did have Adobe Audition and that's how I started. I didn't start with all this stuff, but the point I'm getting at is it took me, and, and I'm sorry to say you guys, but it took me years to get to where I am now to understand all of this stuff and, and to, to be able to set up these, uh, to set up my surroundings and, and, and this equipment I have now, I mean, it costs a lot of money. All right. Now it was money that I earned from my business with the other stuff. Clearly I could have kept those other things and continued to make money. All right. But I wanted to up my game and make more money. And that's the way you need to look at this. I think you need to start from the place where you are 
solving one problem, solve another problem, solve another problem. You, something else comes up, solve that problem. Sooner or later, you're going to solve a bunch of problems and you're going to be ready to move forward and things are going to happen and then you're going to have a new set of problems and then your job is to solve them, right? That's what being a business owner is too, is we, we solve problems. So the problem here is, is that you might not be ready for a demo. It could be all of those things or it could simply be that you're not quite ready with your acting. And to get ready with your acting, it's, I think it's, it's super important that you listen to as much as you can. Practice, meaning record yourself, play it right next to the, you know, like listen to yourself, listen to the, the, um, the, the commercial that you're working with, listen to yourself, listen to the commercial, listen back and forth, listen to it and, and, and see how it sounds, you know, like see, see what it, it if it sounds like it's right, if it sounds totally different. And I'm not talking about voices, but I'm talking about rhythm. I'm talking about inflection. All right. I'm just talking about how it should be. And if you are hitting that genre the right way with the read. Okay. Uh, there's some things that I, that I'm noticing with some people and I want to give you some examples. Uh, so here's some right now. I'm noticing that a lot of people are struggling with pitch throughout a read, okay, throughout the words. What I mean by that is, is that when you are reading uh, a script, okay, a lot of times I hear people very unsure of how to read it. And the, the most interesting thing is, is that when they talk to me, they sound, uh, they, they, they sound perfect. There's no issue when they're talking normally. But as soon as they start to read those lines, okay, it, it causes issues. Now, I will tell you this, and, and this is important to understand too, so, so you don't beat yourself up too much. First off, most of the lines that we read, it's very rare that we read lines, unless you're in a play or whatever, and, or that, that are very well written, that actually sound like us. But like we're talking, right? So we're going to be reading lines that that don't emulate the way we talk, don't um, emulate the way we pause and where we normally uh, put inflection. Okay, we we don't usually you don't usually come across that. So I mean that's important to know so you don't beat yourself up about that. But I do think that it's still you know it, it still should you still should be able to read a sentence, a couple sentences, a paragraph out loud sounding natural, sounding like you. And when I say natural, more so sounding like you are speaking to someone, okay, without making us feel like you are standing in front of a room, you know, presenting a generic something, okay? Like, like you should be able to make me believe you are talking directly to me you should be able to make me believe you are talking to a large room of people. You should be able to make me believe that you are talking to, uh, you know, maybe a, a small group of people. You should be able to make me believe that you are outside with a family, uh, you know, talking to to me, but at the same time dealing with the dogs and the kids and all this. Stuff. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? The our job is to make people believe that we are where we are supposed to be with ever what's given to us, 
okay? And that we are convincing enough to where people let their guard down and just listen to us like we are normal people. But there is also the idea that we don't just want to, like, here's, here's a great, here's another thing. If I was just to talk to you like this, this is not necessarily a compelling voice for a commercial, okay? So uh, that's not um, exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that using my voice, I need to also remember that performance, which is what we are doing, we are performing, is heightened life. Heightened life means we are interested in the heightened part of it. We are interested in the part that is larger than life. All right, I always use the example of, and I know I've used this before, but the example of a car accident, right? So you go to the movie theater and we're watching someone driving in a car. And they're, they're, so, and at the end, they get into a car accident, all right? And the police come and there's a big fire and there's this huge rescue at the end, right? That, that it takes about 30 seconds. But the rest of the movie, there was two hours of the person just sitting there driving listening to the radio. That's boring as all get out, right? We want to get to the part that's super interesting, which is the, the, the daring rescue at the end that's only 30 seconds long. We don't need the two hours of boringness, okay? So the same thing when we are, but, but, but here's the thing. It's still that person. It's still uh, not, it's, it's still um, authentic, to what that person is doing, but it's not boring. It's heightened. Same thing with when we're performing. It is still us. It's still our intricacies. It is still our experiences that we are bringing, but it is heightened. And in order to do the heightened part, you've got to listen to other people and how the industry, not the industry, how the world, let me put it that way, how the world expects that to be done. Does that mean that you can't break rules? No, it doesn't. And they're geniuses. And they're when 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 you when you get to a place, you can break rules here or there, and it makes you great. But here's the thing: you can't break the darn rules until you know the rules, and you can do and you can live by the rules. Then you can choose to break them because then you'll know when it is appropriate and when it is not appropriate. But what I'm saying is, I'm just seeing too many people that are not even there yet to where they understand what is expected of them for a voiceover. And only way that you can do that, all right, well, there's there's a couple ways. There's one, you can pay loads and loads of money for a good period of time working one-on-one with a coach to help you get better and better and better. And that's a very viable option, and a lot of people do that. Or you can spend a lot of time listening to other people who are successful, their voiceovers, their reads, and you spend the time emulating their speed, their pitches, their tonality, the styles, and you begin to create your own and under and, and your understanding of how this whole kitten caboodle works. Nothing will get you work faster then you're acting once everything else is in place, all right? Because the reality is, is that you, you, you do all this work, you do all this work, you, 
you you put yourself in front of people, you set up your Fiverr account, you got Upwork, you you pay the $400 for voices.com or voice123, you know, you got on Voice Realm, you're 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 doing this stuff on ACX, right? And nothing's happening. And you can't figure out for the life of you why nothing is happening. Anthony keeps posting all this damn stuff about him making money. Why can't I make money? I hate that guy, <laughs> right? Well, here's the thing. You've got to look and say, well, maybe, maybe I need an audit of my demo, all right? Well, you, maybe you need a demo. Maybe you don't even have one yet, okay? Maybe that's an issue. But maybe, you know, and, and maybe you made it, which is great because I've made, I've made mine from the beginning. Even though people told me that I needed to get someone else, I needed to, to buy a really expensive demo for a couple of thousand dollars. You know, and I need to work and I need to get somebody like, you know, Chuck Duran to do it, which, by the way, I would be really cool if Chuck Duran did my demo. Uh, but and I have talked to him. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. But the reality is, is I have not gone down that path. I decided to do it myself because I decided that if I'm going to produce work for people and they listen to my demo, I better be able to produce the same level of work, then that then that's what's on my demo. Does that make sense? Like if I produce, like if I go to some some studio and I get some you know super duper high priced professionals to do my demo, and it comes out and it's absolutely incredible, you know, and you can like you know you you buy a gold stand to hold your demo up because it's that good. And then somebody hires you, and then they ask you for work, and they're like, "What the heck is this? This is not what's on your demo." Okay. I mean, you, I didn't want to do that. So I did my own and I did okay. And it wasn't until I got even better, right? That I did my demo again and it got even better. But, but I had to tell you something. I, I had to put a demo together because you have to have some sort of demo. My demo didn't have music to start. It was just me doing a couple reads. And it got really good because I actually went on uh, to voices, uh, voice bunny which is uh, uh, owned by my voice bunny or bunny Inc owns voice bunny as well as voices one, two, three. If you didn't know that company owns the same websites, even though they're quite different anyways. So the thing about voice bunny of all the junk and everything that you go through voice bunny, they have lots of auditions. Did they just send you audition after audition, after audition, after audition. And if you accept it, you get paid to audition. You know, you get a couple bucks to audition. So I think I stayed home. I can't remember if it was over. Oh, yeah, it was like a Christmas break one year. And I hit the right time. And, man, I was getting like five or six, seven auditions each day. And I was just reading these things I was going through. I was just doing them over and over and over and over and over and over again. And what I found was is the more I did them, the more I listened, the more I really started to see that there is a specific way that we say different types of demo reads or different types of of commercials there's a different you know a car commercial a luxury commercial a uh, a blowout sale commercial uh, a, a commercial about a golf tournament a commercial about a product for your kids a commercial about um all kinds of stuff ivr promo um internet like uh, e-learning, uh, books, uh, you know, all the different stuff that we do, podcasts, intros, 
outros, all of that stuff. There's a different style. And we as professionals, it is our job to be able to do it. Now, you might not be good at one, like you might not be good at everything. Like personally, I think my weakest, my weakest reads are IVR. Like I, I don't, for whatever reason, other people are really good at it. I just, I'm just a, I'm like a weirdly dynamic speaker. I think like I, what I mean by dynamic is my pitch is really like, I'm like, Hey, and then I'm like, Hey, and I'm like, Whoa, you know, like I, I, I don't do, hi, welcome to like, I can't even, <laughs> I'm just not good at it. Hi, welcome to some people are really good at it. I'm just, I'm not, it just, I get in my head and I can't do the IVR. Okay. But, uh, but I spent a lot of time, but see, that's the thing. I've not spent time working on getting better at IVR. Probably be good because there's a lot of business out there in that genre. But what I'm saying to you is, is that you need to spend as much time as you need in order to get that right. And that may need to be your priority right now, even more so than business. Because if you're not ready to read, no one's going to hire you. And then when they will hire you, it's going to be a living hell for you because they're going to keep coming back to you. They're going to keep wanting revisions. They're going to keep, they're going to, you're, you're only going to get really low paying jobs because people aren't going to be willing to pay you more money at that time. You're going to be cursing this business and, you know, because nothing works. Like it's just a mess. All right. And a lot of it can be stemmed back to are you really ready to be reading at the level you want to be at? Okay. Most of the time, especially when you're just starting out, the answer is no. That's that's not true for everybody. But I'm seeing a lot of people who really do need to work on their reads. And you do that by listening, studying other people, learning how they do it, practicing, listening to yourself, listen to them, listen to yourself, listen to your them, stretch yourself, try different things, play around when you're recording. Do things that you've never tried to do. This is a performance industry, which means you have to push yourself to perform. And performing sometimes means doing things that you aren't normally used to doing. Okay, it's just like creating new habits. When you start them at first, it's really weird. After a while, it becomes natural. But you gotta try. And the only and, and unless you're gonna pay for someone to teach you, which you can do, you're gonna you, to do it on your own, you've got to go and actually listen and find all those things. And you can find it on YouTube. You can find them anywhere, okay? But that's that's really what I wanted to say tonight about demos and about people who are really struggling with business. It could very well be that your demo or your work is not up to par, all right? Now, as we're ending this this podcast, you might say, all right, Anthony, that's all well and good. But how do I know when I'm ready? How do I know when I'm ready to, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm re- when I'm ready, you know, when I I've done enough work and everything? All right. Well, I'm going to answer that twofold. First off, I don't think there's ever a point where we should not be trying to get better. I think even the most famous people in the world, you watch stuff. I mean, they still, you know, they still take acting classes. They're still doing what they got to do, right? They're still trying to hone their craft and get better and better. If you're standing still, you're dying, all right? But the second thing is, uh, are you getting business, <laughs> right? Like, are you getting business? Are, uh, you know, did you uh, get, you know, are, are people starting to hire you based on your reads? Are they talking to you about it? 
Are they complimenting you on it? Are you seeing a difference? Are you reaching out to, maybe you reach out to somebody and you let other people listen to you. The hard thing about letting other people listen to you is nine times out of 10, they're not going to give you honest feedback because maybe A, they don't know how to, or B, they don't want to hurt your feelings. All right. You know what I'm talking about. So it's, 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 it is important, I think, to find somebody who'll give you honest feedback. You know what? Send it to me. I'll give you honest feedback. If you want me to listen to your demo, send me your demo, message me your demo. I'll give you some honest feedback about it. All right. I'm, I'm not going to be mean. But I'll tell you if you need to work on it or not. All right. And then it'll be up to you whether you believe me or not. But, (laughs) you know, you want to find someone who is going to be honest with you about what you need to work on. Okay. All right. Wow. That went by. That's like 32 minutes went by really fast. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is 1.50 a.m. in the morning. Good gracious. I had about, I had like six voiceovers tonight to do. Again, business has just been booming. I really want my school my I really want my job to be done, school to be over. I got about 3 weeks left. I'm so excited uh and uh but I can't wait for that to happen. All right, you guys. Thank you so much and uh again, cool thing with the mastermind. We're all full at the moment. I'll let you know when it opens back up if you're interested, but I'm super excited. We're meeting Saturday at 10 a.m. Saturdays at 10 a.m. is when we meet and uh it is just uh, been a blast. All right, you guys, thank you so much. If you haven't done so, join the uh, Facebook group of VO's Journey, and uh, I will see you on the flip side. All right, you guys, have a great night. Peace.